All right. Miss Bennett. <laughs> All right. Um, this off. is my friend Bennett. <laughs> we just came from a work happy hour, so we're, we're a little drunk. Um, <laughs> how do we know each other? How do we become friends? So my boyfriend, who I love and adore. <laughs> you do love your boyfriend. I do. I really do. You're obsessed. Like, I'll be like, oh my god, like I love grapes. And you'll be like, oh my god, that's so weird because my boyfriend loves grapes. And one time we had this grape fight. <laughs> yeah. He's my screensaver. Anyway, so she was a friend of my boyfriend's yes. in college. Yeah. I'm friends with the majority of my boyfriend's friends. I love them all. Um, but she always had my back. We immediately hit it off. Like, clicked. Clicked. We met at his birthday open bar or something and it was his birthday yeah it was his birthday and we immediately immediately hit off we were so similar we're so similar we're both Mm -hmm. lover girls she used to send me (laughs) (laughs) she used to send me um pictures so that she was gonna post on instagram to see Mm -hmm. which one and it made me feel i loved it because it made me know that you actually liked me and cared about my opinion because i like i say i get along with almost all of adam's friends but like at the end of the day, his friends. Yeah. And you always, I feel like, were my friends. Yeah. Like, you yeah. had my back. In I'm such some a girl's situations. girl. Like, sorry, Adam. She's had like, my back if you I times. choose you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I knew if he and I ever were to break up, you would choose my side. And I still have a friend. Because <laughs> if you if I did, if you didn't, I would have No, friends. for sure. No, but we immediately, because we're both lover girls, we're both so bubbly. Yeah. Oh, and we obviously clicked over real estate. Over real estate. Because you had your license in New York. Yep. And, and I, I got you to come over. I have a license in Manhattan, real estate yeah. agent. So if anyone needs an apartment there, hit me up. Well, not really anymore, because you're in Jersey. I am in Jersey, <laughs> No, but, so now you're, like, somewhat started coming on my team. Yep. And I'm on your team. My yeah. exam's next month, mm-hmm. which I put off a little while. I had kind of a lazy girl summer. It's gonna be the new team. The but we're back. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's like how we became friends. We immediately we became oh, friends, and we're big like we're big, we're big like manifestors. Like oh yeah, we're both very into so spirituality, but like astrology, also, yeah. crystals. I feel like we really bonded over being like for sure spiritual girlies. Yeah, yeah. And talking spiritual shit about the people. best girlies because we are we work on ourselves and mm-hmm. we're the best and the nicest and the smartest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have lots to delve into today. So, let's start off by by something I know, but I don't know that deeply. Like, you used to nanny. Yes. For I a used... very famous... Very high-profile family. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say famous because they weren't famous themselves, but the dad was the right-hand man to... I can't... So, I'm under an NDA, so yeah. I, can't, I have to be very careful about using names. He works for someone who is under a lot of fire in the media Which right like now. Which happens to make a very popular shoe brand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, lots and of companies to be married to someone that I uh, adore. <laughs> Based on information, you should be able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so the mother worked for a very, very nice luxury clothing brand, um, specialized in working with clients spent a lot of money on it. I don't think I can say that much about it. <laughs> yeah, we get they both had very ex- nice jobs. They both worked for very, very high up people. Um, like I said, I was under an NDA and the job was not what I had expected it to be when I accepted it. So, all right, take us back. Yeah. Like what initially was the job? What did the job entail initially? Okay, so, so I'm going to back up a little bit more. So, 
the whole reason I got the job is I wanted to be in New York. Right. And I, I'm originally from Minnesota. I went That's to right. college in Iowa. It was in the Hamptons, right? Yep. And yeah. I just finished college and just had moved back to my parents, which for me, I adore my parents. Everyone will attest to that. Mm-hmm. My, my boyfriend says I call my mom too much. <laughs> <laughs> She's in my phone as my best friend. I oh, love her. Um, but living with them was no bueno. Yeah. I was home a month and I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> because you go from a college environment where you're yes. – party with your friends and there's always someone around to hang out with you're drinking all the time you're having fun to like this environment where you're in bed at 8 p.m every mm-hmm. night and it's awful so i was desperate desperate to get out desperate to live somewhere else i'd always wanted to be in new york so i went to indeed and solely just looked at like what was available in new york yeah like what i could do did you and know saw, anyone in new york or were you just like i'm doing it. my best friend from middle school elliot lived in new york and he was really the only one i knew that i was close with because, um, like, I hate change. Like, I don't I do think too. I could just, like, up and leave a city. I didn't think I could either, but at the same time, the city that I had lived in, I lived in my entire life. So I was so I. Really, I just, like, really. This is true. <laughs> I just don't think. I don't I have think the balls. It was more I when I got back from college, because I went to college three hours away from where I lived in Iowa, which is right next to Minnesota. Um, mo- the majority of my friends from high school didn't live there anymore. Mm. So I really didn't have a whole lot of friends besides my best friend, Michaela. I love you. She's still there. I visit her all the time. I adore her. Um, besides her, I didn't really have anyone. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a whole, like, a huge reason to stay. And I was so irritated with my parents. I was ready for, like, a big change. I knew I wanted to experience the world. I knew I wanted to experience living in different places. Yeah. So for me, and New York is, like, a place I always wanted to live in. Like, since I was maybe, yeah. like, eight or nine, I wanted to live there. Pretty Mom awesome. had a whole career in fashion. <laughs> I want to be in fashion. Yeah. I want to live in New York, yeah, whatever. So I was, like, so I was looking at jobs, and I a live-in nanny job popped up, and I was like, I kind of thought about it. I was like, you know what? That's not the worst idea, because if these people have money, I'm going to be right off the bat in a nice area where right. I don't have to worry about my safety. Yeah. And it really did. It provided me a lot of financial security. Um, I wasn't making that much, and we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I also didn't have any expenses. I was living with this family. Did you know they were, like, a public figure? yes going into it so I applied when I so I think I'm trying to think with them because I applied for a couple jobs on Indeed but I also applied for a bunch of different nanny agencies and a lot of them Mm. talked to me but didn't have a lot of need at the time because COVID had just hit yeah so there were people were at home so they didn't need a nanny so I talked to this agency and they did a preliminary interview and then they said we have a family for you that wants to interview wants to talk to you because the agency has to approve you and then once they feel comfortable showing you the family then they'll push you through so the mom got in contact with me she talked to me on the phone kind of gave me a gist of she like right off the bat she was like my husband works for certain person yeah and i (laughs) that was really my right off the bat i want to work for them (laughs) i don't think i ever told did i tell you this i used to babysit for a famous actor no way did i not tell you this can you say who it is or you under an nda um no i'm not under an nda you can say yeah i can say but okay, I love so them. Say. I don't want to – they were, like, all great. It's all good stuff. Okay, so then you shouldn't say. Yeah, Keep it's all good privacy. stuff. It's all good stuff. I was going to say, because I didn't but, have a, I had a good experience, but at the same time, not good experience. He, he was a very famous actor on House. Do you know the show House? I do know the show House. Do you do? Yeah. Everyone knows the Wait, show do you know – I think I know who you're talking about. And Dead Poet Society? No. Okay. Well, anyway, he was one of the doctors on House. No way. And they moved to it, to, and I met them on Care.com. That's the thing about being in Jersey or New York. So many famous people. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I didn't even, like, I just happened to meet them on Care.com, and the mom was yeah. so, so sweet. 
and she, I remember the first thing she was just like, oh, they had obviously like a beautiful big house, they lived in a nice town, oh, I, I do X, Y, and Z for a living, yeah. but my husband, I don't know if you've ever seen him, he was on house, and I didn't at the time. And that was your mate, like, I quite want to I was just, like, I just, yeah. it, it, like, well, no, I, they were so nice, and they treated me really yeah. well, and, because yeah. that was my reason at first, too, because, so, when she said who my husband works for, she mm-hmm. said what she worked for, but at the same time, she was so, like, welcoming with that, because yes. that was my biggest fear, because I knew, I grew up going to a private school, yeah. um, she was so, and to this day, kid. I still talk to the, the, the mom, yeah, she's amazing. so, so I don't have a relationship anymore, and yeah. I also want to touch on that, yeah, so I, um, when I was looking for a job initially, I kind of had a list of things that were important to me. And it was being able to feel at home because I'm going to be living in someone else's home at the end of the yeah. day. And I wanted to be able to feel like that was also my home. I wanted to feel comfortable like I could go to the fridge, get food whenever I wanted. <laughs> feel like yeah. I could live there and feel okay and normal and feel welcome because I didn't want to feel like the health of my own house. And just right off the bat, they were so like, we want you to feel part of the family. I want you to be like my little sister. Like, Which I, I love. I love too. Which, yeah. And she was very big on, I want you to feel like my little sister or like a family member because my husband's always gone. Um, so I want someone in my house I can relate to, I can hang out with, I don't feel weird yeah, about. which is totally reasonable. Exactly. Yeah. And the majority of nannies, I would say in New York, Rich moms, Hamptons. I was nanny personally in the Hamptons. It was COVID, so the family I worked for lived in the city, but fled to the Hamptons. Um, majority of their friends, a lot of the people I met, a lot of high-profile families will hire much older women to be their nannies, and a lot of times foreign au pairs. Um, and that's just kind of the norm. So I came in with the expectation that I was going to be treated, I think, differently mm-hmm. than like the health. Yeah. Because I was young the mom would be like I want you to be like my sister like the family I was like her I I want I don't want to say I was raised super privileged because I wasn't but I went to a private school I was raised around privilege I knew I knew how to exist in their world yeah and I think Hamptons is a totally different ballpark and I I honestly don't like going to the Hamptons because I don't think I fit in I kind of feel it some way sometimes too I feel like I in a way, I'm okay with it just because I did live there for a year with yeah, a nanny family, yeah. so I, it was my home for a mm-hmm. while, so I feel like I have a different take on that, but had I not, I think I would have felt really out of place, Yeah, and that was huge, but that's my thing, is I knew how to exist in that world, mm-hmm. and I think I thought that was going to give me the upper hand. Yeah, I thought yeah. they would treat me different because, oh, she's, you know, knows how to act, she's nice, mm-hmm. she's my friend, she's not my nanny, and I yeah. kind of expected to have that treatment. Um, and when I moved in, they were really nice, really sweet, paid for my flight there, sent a black car to the airport, picked me up at JFK. I felt very bougie, very fancy. Oh my God. I would have been <laughs> very like, hey, important. Mama's home. <laughs> <laughs> and um I get there and it was really nice. I so I was not told when before I got there that not only was I gonna be living with the family, but their extended family was also gonna be living with us. Oh, I didn't know that. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, so their aunt was living in the house. The children's aunt, um, the mom's brother's wife, <laughs> her child, who was an absolute angel. I Did you have to babysit that child too? Yes. And there, her mother would pay me sometimes, like weekends. If I was just watching her, but a lot of times she kind of grouped with other kids, so there wasn't really any mm. um, extra financial benefit to that. And that was a big issue. Yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about the finances. Finances. Okay, so that was the number one thing I think I probably had issues with. I have to readjust. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is such a rut. Whatever, it's fine. 
um, <laughs> ranking too. So yeah. should I say how much I made? I don't know. I want to fully come out and say exactly how much I made. Don't say the number, but you can say the amount of unpaid hours you had. Yeah, that's a big, big amount. So I worked five days a week. Was supposed to, so when I first spoke to the, the parents, I really didn't talk to the dad much. I was more the mother oh, yeah. who was doing everything. I think mom tend to handle, handle nannies more in that situation. And the dad was really nice. We got along so great. Never, he was never weird, never creepy, never any I issues. I had the crazy weird ones. Have you? I so have I. Yeah. This, thank God, because I was a little bit worried about being a living nanny for a high-profile family. I kind of had that feeling that yeah, it wasn't weird. wasn't weird. Okay. I did have a weird experience with the mom's best friend's husband after I quit. That's a fun story to finish on, maybe. Okay, we're going back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, But she was like, we only need you during the day, you know, like <clears> – <throat> nine to five eight to five six in the evening you know kind of a couple hours it does change she gets called mm-hmm. back at work and I was okay with that you know the last few hours being kind of on the fence um I was never gonna have to work weekends there was a time oh, period when I worked I believe it was three weeks straight without a single day off not a single day to myself so you never really had like a social life I didn't and that was the hardest thing yeah. I did end up I want to say about three like, or four months could you go months. out because you lived there like they would know if you went I out I didn't even know that clubs in New Hamptons existed when I lived there because really? I was my social life was so cut off at that point um I did have a boyfriend at the time um that I met during it I had a, I downloaded tinder mm. when and I was an escape yeah it was an escape it was completely an escape um, and I met a guy who I really did fall in love with and he was okay. <laughs> I don't want to go too much because like we didn't have a bad relationship. We didn't have a good relationship. <laughs> um, there. But he served a very important role at that time in my life because he was kind of my escape. I, I made it know the entire time I worked there. How did you even like go to see him? So I had a cousin who lived who still does live in Patchog, Long Island, which is about an hour outside the Hampton. So every weekend I would say I was going to go visit Maggie, my cousin. And they would just say, okay. Like, did they, they would say, okay. But it was also Did, did you have to explain? Like, that's so weird because they're not that's your parents. Weird. That is kind of that's where so the line me. for me got yeah. complicated and awkward because at the end of the day, I'm an employee and I have the right to privacy and a private life that I shouldn't have to tell them about. Right. But at the same time, because I live with them and they rely on me so much, we I had to talk schedules with her and ask, like, do you are you gonna meet me this time? Because I wanna go here. So like like usually your schedule is what, Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, but so when I first moved in, like I said, <clears throat> hold on, where's my water? I don't know, there's like thirty. I'll drink this one. Like it's getting a little dry. Um, when I moved in, the aunt was living with us and her daughter. Um, her husband would kind of come and go, but he had a very rigorous work schedule, so he couldn't always be there. And they were originally from California. Um, and then the grandparents were also staying with us, and that was kind of the kicker for me. It was mm. they were a little bit harder to connect with. Yeah personally um but when the whole family was there on weekends there was so much help where I really didn't like need to be around yeah I could go but at the that early on but though did you I have to ask life. for permission or did you have to be like yeah is it a- really um I don't know if it and to be honest I don't know if it was like technically a rule where I had to ask for permission but I just kind of got in the habit of it just because it was like a scheduling conflict yeah. if I didn't yeah like if I was gone and she needed me and I didn't have a car Right. Because I – So would you, like, Uber first? I'd Uber place, or I would take her car sometimes if she would let me, but that was only if I was, like, me and a friend for dinner. Because yeah. I did end up making one friend who was my roommate last year in Manhattan. She was a nanny for one of the kids I nannied, like, friends. Got it. Okay. So she and I became good friends, and I would go get dinner with her in the Hamptons. She lived out there. Um, so I, I did feel like that that's friend. so isolating. It was. 
yeah. it was hard and I used to call my call my mom every single night crying because I was like I hated my job yeah and there were nights so this was the like big did you even like have a social life really no besides yeah. my boyfriend who I would sneak out of the house to go see um I will never forget our first date I was living in the Hamptons and we had wanted to been seeing each other like we met we were talking for a couple weeks and we wanted to have like a first date and I like didn't know how to wait with this family. I had never lied to them before, and mm-hmm. I like at the end of the day, like I live with these people. I don't want to be dishonest with them. Yeah. I felt like a loyalty, and I didn't have this, that big yeah. issue with them yet. So I want to see this guy. So he came out. I took the night off. I acted like I was gonna go see my cousin, and he rented a hotel in the Hamptons and just we to went. see you. Yeah, just to see me. It's the first time ever. Take notes. He boys. was a problem though because <laughs> don't take notes because he was a love bombing asshole. <laughs> he. He told me he loved me on the first date. Oh, okay. That's dramatic. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he was so gross. Yeah, but good. I think at the time I fell so quick because I, like, he was my only outlet to yeah, the outside world. Sure. And that's what on him I was. And, like, freedom. he was my only freedom. Yeah. Only freedom I ever had. So I would lie on the weekends and go see him. But that was my biggest issue with my financial, the financial disparity really came in. What they said, like, that, what you said with hours is they, wanted me nine to five but then or I think it was really eight to about seven sometimes eight so sometimes it was 12 hours is the norm but then additionally sometimes the mom or dad would want to go out and they would go out till normally I'd say 12 12 30 it usually wasn't very late on the rare occasion rarer it wasn't so, so crazy but not it didn't happen as much where they would be out till one two three in the morning that was it was definitely one, two in the morning, like late. But like, and I wouldn't get paid for those hours when they would go out. You would just get your normal pay. Yeah. So that was the thing. No matter, I had a weekly salary that we had agreed upon, um, and it was agreed upon with the hours I was supposedly supposed to be working. So it was never renegotiated when all these other times started getting into play. But I would never be paid after outside those normal mm-hmm. like eight to six, eight to seven hours. I would never be paid if the parent if the parents left an hour after that. I had an hour off to go chill in my room while they got ready, and then they left. I would not get paid from that like eight to three in the morning ever. Mm. When that's what my off time was like an extra fifty two dollars an hour. Damn. So that was like insane money I could yeah. have been making. Yeah. And they already weren't paying me enough, so yeah. I guess I should also preface what my responsibilities were yeah because in the nanny you kind of expect like to be taking care of the kids you yeah. cook for the kids you clean the kids dishes clean yeah, up yeah. after the kids which was absolutely everything I had to do but on top of that I cooked for the family on a regular basis dinner mm-hmm. um I cleaned the entire house we only had a maid come once a week every other week okay so yeah, once every two weeks when the maid come so if she wasn't there that was my job yeah. I would clean the whole house do everyone's laundry for them I would run all the errands yeah. I so I was the cook the maid the nanny the errand runner I would help get the mail from the P.O. box I would drop things off I would go return things for the mom <laughs> like I was the, basically a personal assistant I did everything so for the amount of tasks I had to do on a day-to-day basis and the hours I worked I absolutely should have been making more like what did you even do in your free time Sleep. I mainly slept because yeah. I was so burnt out because yeah. I would generally wake up at six in the morning just so I could have two hours in the morning to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which was awful, which got me as, as an early bird, yeah. which is good. <laughs> <laughs> but 
um I was so burnt out and so miserable my room would get so messy like it was just a genuine like depression room because like mm-hmm. at the end of the day like after you spend a week clean up after everyone else you do not want to clean up yeah. after yourself and you don't want to clean up after your like in your room yeah and the maid would like every other week would come and clean my room for me which was really nice but it was hard so they made me do so much but on top of that I went I think the worst part was really how you get treated at the end of the day not only by the family but their friends like what do you mean so I always say being nanny was the most humbling experience in my life right because you really are the help and I've never been like the help in my life but like explain that and what okay so what I mean by that what I mean by the help because I think especially I spent a lot of time around rich people in my job in my line of work which is not my line of work anymore. <laughs> um, the maids, the nannies, the chefs, the dog walkers, anyone who is there to assist their lives generally gets – generally. Generally. Generally <laughs> is very overlooked. They're not people to them. They are truly servants. They don't – it's dehumanizing in a way. So, like, how would they be like, okay, bye? So that's the thing. It was so weird for me, and I think that's why I have such resentment towards them, is because they did such a great job at faking this like mm. welcome of like, oh my god, we love you. You're here. You're so helpful for our kids. You're the best nanny ever. You're like my little sister. The mom at one point said she thought of me like a daughter, which Aww. was like annoying to yeah. me because I'm like, okay, but I'm your employer and I need freedom. <laughs> but at the same time, same, yeah. you have these people saying these amazing things about you and welcoming. And welcoming you into their family, and then the next minute you're in front of your friends, they're barking orders at you and acting like you don't exist. Like, explain, like, give me an example. So, it's like we'd be at the mom's best friend's house, and if I was sitting there, the moms were having a conversation, the kids were there, and I would kind of interject and like try to join the conversation with them because that's what they used to do with the mom. Right. And like, she would kind of cut me off and be like, go watch the child go do this go do that like I was it was very dismissive like "Ah, okay bye yeah exactly it was very fake like oh my god we love you but like she would like literally be like can you go watch the kids yeah it was very clear that I was not one of them that I was like the nanny and that was and it's so weird because that was the one thing I wanted to prevent when I moved into that house and when I took that position, I didn't want to feel like an yeah, outside man home. Yeah. And that is very much so how they made me feel like on the yeah. weekends, especially for the guests over. I never wanted to come out of my room. Like I don't want to go clean mm. over myself in my kitchen when they had like people over. Yeah. Cause it's like, I felt so what would you do? Just like literally hide in your room. I'd hide in my room and I'd have food delivered and I'd be like, Oh God, I'm going to go back in my room. Oh my God. But I was making enough money at the time where that was like not been too <laughs> yeah. much of a debt in my bank account. And during the week, yeah. you know, it was fine. It was, yeah. That's the thing. They didn't pay me a lot, but I did save a lot. Because I was... It was favoring my board, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to pay to live there. I didn't have to pay have a car payment. I didn't pay for my own food or groceries or gas mm-hmm. or anything. Like, I didn't have any expenses besides, like, buying my makeup, which I never wore because I was in the house with a baby. Yeah, why would you so, have Yeah, so I never wore makeup. But, like, I had to pay for my own shampoo and, like, conditioner and toothpaste. But besides that, like, okay, it was nothing. So, so I was it. able to save a lot, which yeah. was really nice. Um... And the kids, I should say, were great. Yeah. I really did bond with the kid, but that was also probably one of the most difficult parts about me leaving that job yeah. was leaving the kids. And I've had conversations with my friends, especially with Adam, about how, like, how hard it was leaving the baby. So I nannied, so the youngest was a baby girl. Mm-hmm. When I started, she was four months old. When I finished, she was about a year and a few months. Oh, <clears throat> oh she's so cute. I loved her. Everyone 
this is not ministry. And be like, oh, she's eyes just like mom. <gasps> they thought she was mine. So, I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and then I named a little two-year-old boy as well. And he was yeah. great. He was in his crazy two era. Yeah, and he I was love a wild child, but he's I so fun. I want a baby like yesterday. Yeah, same. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want a child for like five years No, either. I want a baby like yesterday. <laughs> My ex used to get mad at me if I like like we would like say we want a baby and then like i would still take my birth control and he would be like mad if i took my birth control i'd be like oh my god okay um okay wait 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 i want to talk about this your the mom's friend's husband oh yeah okay Okay. wait so do you want to i guess i want to know okay so i feel like there's tea i have to spill yes before that okay go because i want to wrap up kind of the story so I could go way deeper. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit went down. And maybe another episode will go deeper into my yeah. crazy experience. So I ended up quitting because I was so unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I was not being paid. I didn't have a social life. I felt like there was more out there for me. Um, and there absolutely was. Now I have a great career in real estate. I have a lovely boy, a boyfriend <laughs> and great friends. And it was yeah. normal social life. Yeah. So my life absolutely did improve. But I wanted to quit so bad. So my mom flew in and helped me quit. Yeah. Um, I ended in early summer i'd been there about a year didn't she have to call and be like my daughter's unhappy you know my mom came in and after my, came in she my mom flew in and went to the house yeah stayed with us for a week they were Wait, at a, what do you mean stayed so they were out of town for a couple of days and usually when they uh, when both parents go out of town the grandma would come and help me which i couldn't help i perfectly capable of handling two kids on my own the mother could not so she didn't think i was capable of oh yeah yeah, yeah. she couldn't help which is why I had to work every weekend. Right. Um, if her husband was not there. Um, so my mom flew into the Hamptons and helped me out while the parents were out of town. And they came back in town. And I told my mom, I'm like, I'm quitting. <laughs> oh, my God. So my mom helped me quit. She was like, I get a phone call every night for my daughter crying because she's so unhappy This here. is in person. Yeah, in person. <laughs> so the mom was crying. She was so sad. She offered to be like, we'll fly you home once a week every month or we'll fly you home for a week every month like we'll do anything to keep you they love me they did not want to lose me but I was not having it I was done um I wanted to move away at the time I wanted to go to California that clearly didn't end up happening (laughs) I'm complete maybe one day (laughs) (laughs) um but a couple months after I quit, so get this. So I used to light candles in my bedroom there because I. Oh my god! You told me about this. I decorated the shit out of it. I it was like a it's rental your only house. Place to- yeah, it was a rental house, and I couldn't do anything in the bedroom, so I just put a shit ton of random fucking pillows and like colorful yeah. light bulbs and projectors yeah. and candles in the room to make it feel homey to me. Um, and at, over time, there was like a slight like black ring around the ceiling of soot from the candles. I've never seen that, by the way. I never seen that happen either, but apparently I caused it. I mean, I my candles, after watching them, I understand why, because they were really... I had, like, this big candle that was just, like, when I blow it out, just black smoke would come out. What kind of candles did you get? <laughs> Clearly satanic ones. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so our maintenance man, who I loved, um, Johnny, if you're watching, I fucking love you. Um... <laughs> He came by and he was like, you know, the owners are really, really picky. Like, they're going to want that painted over. And I'm, I was immediately like, I'm not going to do this. So I told yeah. the mom, I'm like, I will go to Home Depot. I'll paint over it myself. Like, I'll take care of it. Like, do you want me to help you pay for it? Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to, like, ask to make from this? She's like, no, no, She's like, don't worry about it. Like, I got it taken care of. I'm not going to charge you. So mind you, she said this. 
two or three months later, I quit. I was back home in Minnesota, um, just kind of enjoying my summer with my family, getting ready to move back into Manhattan. And I get a text from the mom. And it was a group chat between her and my mother. She added my mom onto the group chat. And she said, hey, like, I just want to know what you think is fair. Here is the voice. What is it called? The voice? Invoice. Invoice. Not voice. Invoice. Here's the invoice for your room. It was for $6,000. But, like, 3000 to paint the room. And then 3000 3000 to paint one room. To paint one room. My bedroom. 3000 to 3000 is It was like an 11 by 11 foot room. Like it was 3000 not is that like big. Maybe my one friend, floor of a house. Here is perspective on this. My best friend bought a massive massive house in Minnesota. So it's different states. I get it Hamptons is very expensive. Everything's overpriced there. My friend bought an entire like half million dollar home and her entire house to paint costed three thousand dollars yeah i was gonna say so the fact that it cost three thousand dollars just for my room room? like my mom texted her back and was like i think you're being scammed (laughs) come on and so it was three thousand dollars to paint the room and then three thousand dollars for new blinds and my mom why did you need new blinds because apparently they had like smoke damage too or soot damage whatever it was so and this was blind and mind you i got this text so i quit my job then decide I was going to continue to live in Manhattan. And my nanny friend in the Hamptons I mentioned earlier, she and I had agreed to split the job 50-50. So we weren't going to live with the family, but mm-hmm. we were each, you know, half our week going to help take care of the kids. Right. She told me, she sent me the text saying, hey, by the way, we're not going to use you again um, because we just need one full-time nanny. I feel like we felt like that fit our family better. And I completely understand. Yeah. New York nanny jobs are full-on. They're very intense. Yeah. They need someone who, in a sense... I'm not just saying they as my family worked for, but any family with a nanny who's living, they need someone that essentially they can abuse their time. That's why you have someone who yeah. lives in, and that's kind of the shitty part of yeah. having a like job it's like not that. ideal for a young person. It's not no. And I actually had a friend, a nanny friend in the Hamptons, an older woman that I would run into in my walks with mm-hmm. the baby, who grew very concerned of me because of that. She's like, I have daughters your age, and I would never let them have this job yeah. because it's abusive. Yeah. And um, so she sent me that text asking for money right after she said they're not going to continue to use you again so basically like she fired me which wasn't really firing but like you know it was firing yeah and then charged me <laughs> so and six thousand dollars but she added my room. mom in the group chat and my mom being the petty bitch that she is was like oh i'm gonna Thank handle God. this and she was like we're not paying that yeah my daughter was your employee. You're literally millionaires. Yeah. And my daughter does not need to pay you $6,000. Yeah. Like, you're being scammed. You can have someone. It's a hun- cost $100 to get blinds cleaned. Literally. We don't need to pay you $3,000 for that. Right. Did she answer? I think she. I don't know. To be honest, I don't think she did. I want to say she did, but I now I'm thinking back to it. I don't think she ever responded. That was none of it. I never yeah. heard from them again. But that was the hard thing for yeah. me is also never getting to see children again because yeah. when I left them, I was always under the impression I was going to get to see them again, and especially the baby, I was so bonded with. Um, yeah. I actually ended up talking to my therapist about it because I had such a baby fever. We're so therapist people, Literally. by the way. <laughs> we love therapy. We love therapy. <laughs> Do you know I my therapist went on vacation this last week? And oh, are you okay? No, I think I lost all my friends and all my boyfriends. <laughs> you didn't lose me. Do you want to come hang out with me and Adam sometimes at the house? Yes. We'll be like mom, your mom I'm and dad. So lonely, I want to die. <laughs> my I'm therapist is like, my therapist never knows what phone call she's getting. She's either like, 
I'm like, yeah, the world, the world is under my, my (laughs) everyone's under my finger or like, I'm going to kill myself. What do I do? (laughs) So I talked to my therapist about my bonds with the baby and I was like, I I keep finding baby fever after like Uh, my job and fever right now. And and I was like, why? And they're like, well, you bonded because this baby was so young when I started. Like I Mm -hmm. raised that baby. I spent 14 hours of my day with that child. That was your baby. Seven days. It was my baby. It was my baby. Yeah. In my head, in my yeah. or in my subconscious, my body like thought it was my baby. Yeah. So when I left, I had like withdrawals. I yeah. felt like my baby had been taken away from me in a sense, and it was really sad. And to this day, I always think about her. I like now at this point in time, she would be turning three in the spring. I left her when she was about one. She wasn't really talking yet. So I'm like, I know, I like, I want to hear what her voice sounds like. Ugh, I would kill like, see, like her hair is getting longer and she's running and walking and like smiling and like. Stop! I love. It her. kills me that I don't know. And then the older boy would be turning, turning five this year, which is crazy to me. Because yeah. he was so little when I met him, yeah. such a ba- like such a yeah, baby. Yeah. So that was hard for sure. Okay, so now you want to get into tea. I want to know about the boy, the the mom's friends, the husband. So. <laughs> mother's so. best friend i knew these people very well they had a beautiful house in the hamptons and we spent a lot of time over at their house during mm-hmm. covid they were kind of because you know everyone kind of has their safe friends that they're still going to see during covid yeah and i'm gonna get fucking canceled for saying okay. this but if i hung out with their people during covid yeah um but we would always go to their house the kids so the kids had someone to play with so we had interaction with people right um and they were great the Kids were so lovely to me mm-hmm. when I was there. They were always nice. Like they weren't like overly like, hey, what you doing? Like tell me every just of your life. They're always always like, hello, how are you? Can hey, I get you a drink? Normal. Whatever. Yeah. They were always normal, and nice to me. And the dad was especially really nice to me. Right. Kind of asked me how I was, hmm. but he was never like. I never had a conversation with this man, and I never like a deep conversation. Like we never really talked about anything. But he would always ask how I was, whatever, like what I've been up to, and then. I remember when he came over to the house and he was like, you want a wine opener? Whatever. Like, it was never a deep conversation. Yeah. So I quit this job. This was, I quit in about June. I think June was like my last month. I got a text from the mom about July, August about how she was going to use me, how she charged me. <laughs> I was back in Manhattan. I moved to Manhattan back in July though. So it must have been early July that I got those texts. No, but it was July when she said it was July. Flash forward in about September, October, when I had officially been licensed as a real estate agent in Manhattan, I get a text from the mother's best friend's husband. Let's just call him Fred. 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 I can't use real names. Um, So Fred. Are they also famous or no? No. They weren't famous that I know of, but they were also very high profile. Like They came from, I believe... His wife came from, like, a very high-up family in London. Okay. And had, I don't I don't want to go as far as saying royalty because I don't know if that's accurate or not. But I know she was very close to some one person in the royal family. Okay. Our friend. Yes. Back to Fred. This is the – yeah, so Fred. <laughs> so I had been working in real estate maybe a month tops. Very new, didn't know anything. Yeah. Like, you don't remember when you first yes. real estate. Like, it's fake it till you fucking make it. Really, it is. <laughs> yeah. And he texted me, being like, Hey, I hear you're in real estate, whatever. And I How was like, know? That's the thing, I don't know. I don't know if the parents had told him or how he found out. And I was like, oh, Maybe 
can jump back because I, I need to pull up these text messages. You still have them? Of course. He was creepy as Never shit. delete your text messages. Never delete them. <laughs> Never delete your text um, messages. Here we go. I just want you to see how many times this man would text me in a day. I have, is... a, I have a weird client like that. He wasn't but even he a client. Was a client. He wasn't yeah. even a client. So this guy, he was, I believe, I don't know if I can say exactly what he did, but he was in a field similar to mine, but more of an investment angle on it. Um, so he is that the person I see? I know. Oh, oh my god, god, this man would bombard me with shit. So this man <gasps> All hit messages. me. A, oh, he talked about almost in. So back. like, moral of the story is what that he just like would really hit on you. Okay, so let me sure he was like, no, anyone who wants to work with the kids on weekends. And two, I heard you're in real estate now. And I was like, oh, my God, does he need an apartment? Because if you need that money, I'm like, I will gladly leave it. Like, gladly. <laughs> I was like, other than my Hamden's friend, I don't know if she wants to be a part of this. I'm not going to say her name. I don't know anyone, but I can definitely ask around and give you guys some tips on finding someone. And yes, I am. It's going great. I'm with Real New York Properties and I've started to focus on luxury rentals, which I had always wanted to focus on, but I wasn't really focused on at the time because right. I wanted everyone to think I was. So of course I told him, he goes, that's great. Don't worry about looking. Just asking if you know offhand, interviewing weekend people. Happy you're doing so well in real estate. That's great. Do you like the group team? You absolutely love it. They're incredible and have an amazing <laughs> He sends every message like, don't, 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 don't. Like so separate. Like group team. Like I can show you. Like it was literally just like, yeah. I mean, he sends a majillion messages at a time, and I always respond with one. Yeah, so, yeah, essentially, yeah. what happened is he asked me if I was in real estate. He asked me if I knew any nannies, people, which I really didn't at the time because I didn't know that many people in Manhattan. I knew a bajillion people from back home I could have referred him to, but no one that was going to do it from New York for him. Um, and all of a sudden, he was so quick. As those you saw, he was so quick to say, like, oh, don't worry about looking for yeah. nanny people. Like, that was so obvious that that was his kind of, like, ruse to kind like, of get um, in with me. Like, that was his, like, icebreaker. Um, when you fish. Bait. Yeah, that was, that was bait. bait. That, was that was bait. That was kind of his icebreaker to be like, yeah. oh, do you know any nanny people? By the way, I heard this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, so he started talking a lot about real estate, a lot about what I'm doing, how I'm, like, growing my business. And he's like, I'm sorry if I'm being a lot. Like, I just love to help people who are new in the industry. Like, I want to help you. I want to help you. And at this point... I was like, okay, this guy has a lot of connections and a lot of money, and this is someone I want in my corner and don't want to piss off out of the blue. This is, I, just, yeah. I had no business at the time. No money, no business. I had a little money saved up from Nanny, but, like, you know what I mean. I was new in this field, and I wanted – if my first client I could bring in was a $20,000 deal, I would be <laughs> the hero of my brokerage. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I have, like, a yes. $20,000 rental, then yes. I would be – yeah, chilling for sure. Um, so I entertained conversation, but the more we spoke, the more I was like, "Oh God, I'm have drinks with me." Like, oh, we, you know what? It's really important. You and I should go network in Miami together. Like, I come on my private jet so you can be ever in private. Let's go find my private jet to Miami this weekend. I and that. I was like, "You're a married man. Like, I don't think I want to be on a private jet alone with you. Like, that's weird. Weird, yeah. And also, but it's oh, I get these situations all the time." Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a client, like okay, like let's get drinks, let's talk over drinks. And, and I'm like, like, I'm a big lunch girl. I'm like, let's get lunch together. But my thing like lunch is, is more it's like, yes, but it's like, why do we have to even like just? Can I just can we meet in my office or can we just like mm-hmm. do this Keep it online? On because my like, thing why is, why do we have I to get am, drinks with it? I'm a like, very ugh. by the books. Yeah. real estate agent. Yeah. I hate people who do shady, scammy business. Yeah, I am very straightforward, honest. 
that's I believe that's how you should do business because that's how you become the most successful. For sure. There's so many slimy people in our industry that just don't make it because sure. they're slimy yep. and they get it gets in the head for a minute and then they go away. Yeah. And they usually have a look. Um so he was very quick to be like, let's go to Miami. I was like, what are your goals? What are your goals? Like everything. The conversation. And at first I was like, okay, he's really motivating me, really hyping me up. Whatever. Yeah. This is good. It's a manipulation. Tactic. Yeah. And then it became a lot of like, okay, this is all hype. And like, there's no actual advice coming through. No actual. Right. It's just, let's go party in Miami. Business. Yeah. No yeah. actual outcome of anything. It was just constant, like fake, like you can do this, but like, what are you doing? But like, yeah. let's, this, da, 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 da. And it was so quick for me to be like, okay, something's off here. And it got to the point where I was, he texted me so much, I couldn't even get any work done. And I mean that by like, he would text me constantly, constantly, constantly. The second, if I didn't respond in two minutes, he would say, am I losing you or something wrong? Like, what's, what, are you mad? Like, what's happening? And I was like, no, I'm just working. But he's like, but are you actually working? Like, like, is this going to be more beneficial to talk to me where I can actually give you good clients or like to go, to go work and answer a few emails? um trying to yeah trying to steer me away from my work and it was just so weird and I went to my head broker and at my brokerage in Manhattan if you had a question needed help you generally didn't go to the head broker you'd go to like our leasing coordinator who kind of is the one who helps all the newbies out but I was like struggling so much I talked to that guy and he's like go talk to Lou (laughs) anyway um no they're like go talk to Lou because he's a luxury guy and I was like okay so listen so I might have a luxury client so the dad did end up getting a new client mm. um his friend or his one of his business partners was looking for a new place he gave me the phone number I texted it and every time I text this guy he wasn't ready mm. and to me it felt very like take this take this girl's number act like a client yeah Just did he get your never I never met with him and I mind you like I was so new so when he gave me his information his budget and location I comped, I made a CMA. I comped every apartment in the area. I made a list of every possibility. Yep. Like, this man would have been taking me fuck care of. So, joke's on you. You're lost. And um, I think – and I was so scared. And that was the real reason why I was scared to end contact with this man was because I was scared if I was rude or cut off contact, I would lose a client. And, and that client wasn't even real, but it was in – it felt like it was within my grasp. Yep. And I was so scared. So, I went to my boss, and I was like, this is the situation – this is the potential money I could be making, but this is the situation he's like, Ben, I don't want to deal with you. Like, this doesn't seem like he's actually going to help you. Mm-hmm. This seems shady. And then it got really weird. Like, it was just weird. Like, it was like. What? And it got very personal because once, and I was so scared the whole time because, like, to me, it seemed. Okay, let's back it up. At the time, I was scared that he and his wife didn't know I didn't speak to the family anymore. Mm -hmm. But now looking back, I guarantee you he knew that I didn't speak to them anymore. So that's how he knew he wasn't going to get in trouble. Right. And he could get away talking to me because he knew I would go tap on him. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so I used – not very many people know this. I used to be a sexual abuse victim advocate and Mm. human trafficking advocate with an agency. Um, I would counsel clients, go to court with them, police and abuse, all that shit. Um, So I – and my specialty was with human trafficking victims. So I knew a lot about human trafficking. I knew a lot about predators and, like, manipulation tactics. So and the this is, second he started yeah. having those manipulative behaviors, I was like, you're trying to traffic me. Which, yeah. let's make it very clear. I don't think he was trying to traffic me. <laughs> no, but he was being <laughs> But it was creepy. But there was. He kept yeah. trying to get me to go. He had this private island vac- vacation. And I, he kept saying, like, do you have any goals? Private like, islands. Do you have any goals in your job or any goals? And I was like, I really want to make enough money to be able to go on some yoga retreats. I'm a big yogi. Um, it's been currently... Yogi. Currently working on it. 
she's a big yogi. I'm a big hot, hot yogi. yogi. Like hot. <laughs> like hot <laughs> we're both yogis i'm yeah. gonna be in, um get licensed as an instructor very soon when i do yeah. join my class <laughs> i don't know what to work yet yes um all the phone calls have been today michaela my best friend yes. from minnesota <laughs> she's an angel <laughs> she's big on youtube <laughs> get um so what was I gonna- so i feel and he was like well what if you come on my private jet and come to this island with me and you can do your yoga on the beach. And I was like, well, that's a very nice offer, but, like, I'm busy. Like, I just – every single it's time I was busy. It's literally, like, luring. It's so sick. It's so uncomfortable. It's, like, luring young. Yeah. Not naive, but you were a little naive. I'm, I was I was, naive, I was very – because the thing is, I was very new to New York. And New York is a hard-ass place to live in. I am a person that has a very positive outlook on things. Mm-hmm. I have not struggled with – too much in my life, I should say. I've definitely had my hardships and my traumas. I think everyone has, but like I haven't like things tend to end up going my way. Yeah. And New York, everything went wrong. Nothing ever went right. I was constantly struggling in New York financially, friendships, where I lived, I was miserable. Like New York is hard as shit on you. Mm-hmm. It really tests you in every aspect of your life, I think. Um, so being new to such a hard city and being new to such a what can be a difficult career real estate's hard if you don't very. know how to finesse if you don't know how to talk to people it's very and people don't realize people think they're gonna make millions of dollars their first year because a lot of brokers like set up like oh we're gonna make you so much money. yeah it takes and then you years don't. years to build up your clientele and to get a good salary mm-hmm. years years you're gonna need at least two to three jobs yes first, i tell like, everybody i'm like do not like that's fine you want to be a realtor do it on the side Mm-hmm. keep whatever job or else you're not gonna be able to pay your bills no it's hard as yeah. fuck and that was like the hardest thing for me too because when he started reaching out i was struggling as a real estate agent and i had given money save like saved up from manning so i was blowing through it manhattan's such an expensive place i just went to a brand new apartment i had because i had to furnish mm-hmm. i had dues to pay for for my brokerage i had to pay for, to get oh, yeah it's also very expensive to even like so expensive you have to pay for like the website board. the board the just to keep oh your license God, it's so much marketing nothing is paid that, for that like i was trying to make friends and go out and do things and everything caught like eating out in new york is gonna cost you oh my God. like 100 bucks yes. easy so it's like i was blowing through this money and i was so desperate to close a deal that i would have done anything mm-hmm. so he came in at a very good time to kind of manipulate me especially a person who works in real estate investment he knew what he was doing exactly what he was doing and the second i figured it out i think i really am curious to see let me go back and read the last text we ever shared oops because i'm i don't even remember how i ended it Oh, I ghosted him. Oh my god, Ew, there's so many. So messages. okay, well, let me cover the name. <gasps> shit, shit. <laughs> He's gonna call me back. Okay, so I'm a moron. I'm gonna hold my phone like this. This is how I. So. The world just saw me have tea because I accidentally just called him. <laughs> Yo, if he calls me back, I'm going to die. If he does, I'm going to shit my pants at him. You know what? He's probably not going to. He's probably going to know this mistake. Wait, what if he finds out that this is why I have a podcast? You're so fine. <laughs> I, I, I have general you. anxiety disorder, so I overthink <laughs> everything. <laughs> All right. So he, I mean, like, would text me not. So 
this is the last you text you sent me. You can see the ring light in the reflection. This is normal to how he would text me. He would send me 10 or 15 texts. That's fucking weird. Before I would send one text. I'm and sorry. it was only 15. Like if it was constant. Every day. And a husband, mm-hmm. you should not be texting anybody that much except your wife. Exactly. Um, so it was sketchy and terrible. And I so I literally ghosted him and I was like, I just I, because I got it got to the point where I knew I'm not gonna make any money from this. This is pulling my focus away from my actual job. He's being creepy and I'm uncomfortable. And if I if at the end of the day, and this is for anyone in real estate or anyone in any career, if you're uncomfortable, get out of the situation. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your money. It's not <sighs> worth that deal. Literally, and it's all the time. I've dealt with so many creepy clients and I, I always cut them off. It's not worth you being uncomfortable in every situation, every meeting with them to continue on. All right, before we wrap this up, yes, let's talk about our childhood drama. Oh, you want to hear my yeah. my crazy Wait, family but, but, story? Wait, before we start though, mm-hmm. you and I are both very lighthearted, bubbly people. So just know this doesn't take away from anyone that has experienced similar stuff. Yeah. We this is just how we go with it. Yeah, very, I'm always an upbeat person, yeah. and I think it took me a long time to realize. Yeah. But it doesn't take away things. the seriousness of any of these situations. Yeah. And this is just how we're handling it. And it, you know, <laughs> there's still drama. Drama's drama. <laughs> so. All right. I have Tell me your deepest pretty, secret. <laughs> pretty crazy family story. Um, Sorry. Oh, I had a burp. Sorry. Cut that out, please. <laughs> um, so there was. So. How did I even start this? This is like your, okay. your sister? No, not my sister. So no. this is my cousins actually. So my dad has, I believe, five, four siblings. It's him, his older brother, his younger brother, and his two sisters. So yeah, so five siblings. His older brother, which I, I don't think I'm gonna say any names just because I want to protect my family. Because in the day I do love everyone. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. My relationship with everyone was complicated. I guess I want to say I do still have love for my uncle, even though he did this. I don't have love for his wife. I don't what think happened, anyway. girl? Tell us the deal. <laughs> so essentially, so before he met my aunt, his current wife, he, I don't think was married to, but in a very long-term relationship, basically married, had a child with this woman. Um, and... It was my cousin. Let's call him. Let's call him Fred. <laughs> we love Fred. They're all Teddy. <laughs> we this love one's Teddy. They're all Teddy. Okay. So maybe I should change it though. I will call him Teddy because I don't right, want we'll him to get confused with the, yeah, 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 the earlier Teddy, story. Teddy. So my cousin Teddy <laughs> was my uncle's son. Um, at about the age of, I want to say six, seven, eight, closer to eight. My uncle met his current wife. They, he and his mother were then separated. Yes, yeah. this is a catchy story. Yeah, um, he met his current wife, who was an absolute angel, wonderful, the most picture perfect stepmother. Okay, to Teddy, that you could ever have. Um, and all was great, and there were no problems at all whatsoever. And then they got married, and she decided that she wanted absolutely nothing to do with Teddy. She made. I don't want to say she made my uncle cut Teddy off, because I do feel this is like her, this is um, the new wife. The new wife. Got the it. new wife. It can be a confusing story. I think the older I've gotten, the better I've gotten at telling it, though. Okay, let's hear it. Um, 
she was very, very religious. She used to tell my uncle lies, like, every girl you slept with before me is cheating on me because it was before me because like you are my partner in God's eye and my only partner so like any girl you've ever slept with before is cheating so I think she kind of used that tactic to get him to like think that like oh that child is like shit I'm gonna get the child or whatever because like ooh, I don't like that yeah because she it was like his previous like yeah it was cheating whatever even though she didn't even fucking know him when she yeah, had the child. Like, stupid. Okay. Um, so I don't want to say she made him cut off that child because at the end of the day, I do believe that he had a decision to make. And obviously, he could have chosen. Pussy, yeah, but... he chose pussy over um, his own <laughs> child, which is fucked up. And if you're watching with my uncle, that was fucked up of you. <laughs> um, so um, my cousin Teddy, who I love, he's like my brother he's um has a child now and is living a great life he's still deeply traumatized i believe by this but he's able to have a healthy normal life so that's good um so he lived with just his mom primarily and then for a while he would go to my grandma's house my uncle would kind of come visit him there for like an hour every couple weeks to see him and then it just got fewer and farther between to the point where he never saw him and then my uncle proceeded to have on. I have to count how many kids he had. <laughs> After good. this. Yeah. So Teddy was the first so child. Nine children. After Teddy. After Teddy with his wife. With this with his new wife, his new shitty wife. Oh, they had nine children together. Nine children. Um Okay. None of which knew that they had a brother. And I because what, the wife and was like, absolutely not. No, don't want him to know. And at this point, my uncle had cut Teddy off completely and just decided to move on with his new life and have nothing to do with his old life at all. Oh, so Teddy. Teddy, we love you. Teddy, I love you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he really is the best, but he was so sad. So his mom eventually passed with cancer. And um, he literally said to us, I feel like I'm because his dad Stop. didn't talk to him and his mom died. So he really felt like he was trying to adopt him. He said no. <laughs> I want him to be my brother so bad. Wait, wait, but you, you, like, aunts and uncles still, like, very much knew of him. Oh, absolutely. And my uncle, over the years, would call him and be like, I know it's not supposed to be a relationship. So I guess I should rewind, too. So when I was about five or six, two of my cousins in my uncle's new family passed. Um, they were Cousins in- or ch- children? So my cousins, his, his children, children passed. passed. They were killed in a very brutal car accident. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> um, I was very young. Um, so it's it's. I think, honestly, it's more sad to me now because I understand mm-hmm. it better. When I was a kid, it didn't really affect me. But now, looking yeah, back, I sure. can imagine how hard it was. And my whole family is very traumatized by it. I'm very cautious about getting into cars now and who I'm As driving with, who's driving, because I never want to be the reason my family gets that phone call again. Yeah. Um, my grandma was on Xanax for 20 years because of it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that to my family again. Um, so they were brutally killed. He'll call Teddy and say, like, I want to be in your life again, in your life again, whatever. Teddy invited him to his, I believe Teddy invited him to his wedding. Nothing. Um, it wasn't until my grandfather died that he finally told his three oldest girls. And mind you, I was 20 
just turned 20 when my grandfather died. So my cousins were all 21, probably 23, 24, and 25, 26-ish, those age, around those ages. Um, So they had to wait around 25 years to find out that they didn't have a brother. But that was, I think, what my other, so my, one of my closest cousins that I see all the time, um, I don't know if I can say, should I say his name? We'll call him Billy. Billy. (laughs) His name does start with a B. (laughs) Billy. (laughs) He's like my brother. We were raised together. We do everything together. We call each other all the time. So Billy and I, since we were very young, we were told to lie to other cousins. Because you guys that, knew. Because we knew right. that Teddy existed. We hung out with Teddy all the time. And yeah. and I remember as a kid kind of wondering where Teddy came from. <laughs> like, that's so weird. Like, your, like, family literally was like, don't tell me. Yeah, that's so fucked up, oh, right? Wait, I'm sorry. But, like, imagine being Teddy. Imagine. That's awful. I love, that's why my, my dad and my mom tried to adopt him. Wait, imagine. Because, like, your family mom. telling your other family, like, pretend we don't know Bennett. That's hard. Like, how wait, what would you do for holidays? Um, so that's the hardest thing. So my whole life I was told to lie. I didn't really I didn't really understand the situation fully because I remember Billy coming to me at his house when he must have been seven or eight. And he came to me like, Yeah, Teddy is our uncle's child and like they're blah 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 siblings and they don't know. And I was like, What are you fucking talking about? Like yeah. I literally thought he was like making up sure talking yeah. nonsense and I didn't even understand what he was saying to me because mm-hmm. I didn't understand like the mm-hmm. other dynamics at that age and the older I got I, I can't remember if it was my mom or my dad that explained it to me and now looking back I can't imagine how they fucking explained that to me because how do you explain yeah. to your own child We're yeah your uncle pretends cut him off. <laughs> he doesn't exist so lie to the girls which That's to me horrible. is so fucked up because at this age where I am now if this situation that had been unfolding right now in my life, I would not hesitate oh my God, to go to my cousins and tell them. But as a child, we were so scared. You don't know any better. Yeah. Billy and I were so scared because yeah. we're like, okay, we saw how easy it was for them to cut off a child. How, it's so easy for them to cut off a cousin. Like, if mm-hmm. we tell them, we would never get to see them again. And we right. hardly got to see our cousins as it is. Right. Because, um, because Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> because Teddy came around so often. Because my dad always, my dad is like his kind of surrogate mm-hmm. stepdad. He had a stepdad that was great and he loved, and he's still very close to. Um, but my dad was always so close to Teddy and made sure he was always included, um, which I appreciate. But um, he was around a lot, so anytime he was around, my uncle and aunt were not there. Um, there were a few instances where they were absent. They yeah. showed up. And I, there was one incident in particular, and this one I remember the most for whatever reason. I must have been, I want to say 13 or 14 years old, and I was at my grandma's house. It was Thanksgiving or Christmas, and my uncle and aunt came over with all their kids, and Teddy was there. And my cousins kept going, like, who is that? Who is that? And I remember my uncle was like, oh, that's just my sister's friend that came with. And at that age, it was so hard because I was officially old enough to know that what I was doing was wrong and so unbelievably fucked up. And I think this is any resentment I have towards my family at this age is solely because of this situation. Because at the end of the day, I think about Teddy and how he must have felt. Yeah. And like, okay, my dad cut me off, but now my entire family is okay lying oh, to cover their asses. Because at the end of the day, it's like, yes, we love you. We're, we're always around you. Come hang out with us. And sometimes at the same time, it's like, 
we're still lying on your shitty parents behalf Mm -hmm. and that was not okay and i will be the first to say it wasn't okay and the first to apologize like how do you like i fucking love you and that wasn't okay and no one should have fucking done that to you um and i feel so guilty to this day um so i so my grandfather died like distressed like he had really fucked up and you could tell it was because he, my grandpa was so big on you are going to fucking fix that relationship before I die. Yeah. And like, you, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your fucking life. Oh. So he knew that like my grandpa was dying without him ever being able to repair that relationship. Mm-hmm. And he felt very guilty for that. So he told his three oldest girls who I'm very close with to this day. And I will never forget my cousin. Let's call her. Oh, wait, her fake name. I was going to give her. It was her actually her sister's name. Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy. Cassidy, she's the closest to my age of the girl in the family. <laughs> There's three girls around my age. Um, and she came to me and she was like, how could you not tell me that I had a brother? And it broke my heart because I was like – and she never – and I will say she never blamed me. She never made me feel guilty because she understood, like, I was a child and I was put in a very uncomfortable position. And at the end of the day, I cared more about keeping my relationship with her than, like mm. – fucking up the whole family and causing this drama because in my eyes as a kid I'm like this is only gonna cause problems it's yeah. not gonna do any good um her oldest sister which I will say is very spooky um always said she felt like there was a sibling she was missing and I think we all kind of attested it and she attested it to her siblings that passed that she always had an older brother she always felt like she wasn't the oldest really and she wasn't right um she and Teddy now have Did a very good relationship ever happen with the mom like did anyone like <sighs> Not really. So this is the sad part. So my oldest cousin in that family, she – so the old three oldest girls met Teddy, mm-hmm. and they have a relationship with him to some extent. One cousin's away in another country, like in school, and just uh, is not part of any of it. And I really do believe she went to school over there because she didn't want to be a part of anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hear you. <laughs> we get there. Um, stay over there with the orangutans. She studies gorillas, and it's super cool. Same. She's <laughs> – our own family's Jane Goodall, this true hero. Um, but my oldest cousin has a very close relationship with him and stays in contact. I don't know how much contact they've been recently. I don't talk to my oldest cousin that much. Um, oldest cousin in that family. Very hard. Lots of people. I'm I know, come you from a very you, giant family of like you 50 really people. You really do. That's why it's so fucked up is that that many people were involved and no one said anything. Yeah. And that was so difficult. Um, but my cousin who was closest to my age, the youngest of those three girls, because they were the first three, and then they had the two boys who passed, and then they had twins and another little girl, um, and then, wait, and another little girl that was older than the twins, I'm sorry, you know who you are, I'm sorry, I forgot about you, I love you, you're my favorite, I love your Instagram, you're so cool, anyway, (laughs) no, she really has, like, the sickest Instagram ever. Like she is like Gen Z, or like with like the coolest Gen Z ever. The coolest Gen yeah. Z. Okay. Um, I didn't forget about you. I promise. <laughs> um, so the one who's closest to my age, she was the most resentful. She never felt like she would ever be able to have a relationship with Teddy because so many years had passed. Like she met him and she had dinner with him, and she was just like, I don't feel like he's my brother. Mm. So we weren't raised together. Like we have, like I we don't talk. Like I don't I don't know him. Like he's a stranger to me. And she was like, it's so fucked up because I feel like we could have had a really good relationship if I met your child. And, yeah. and of course. So she and I think it really rocked 
their relationships with them and their parents. And I can't speak too much on that because I don't know and I don't want to speak on their behalves because at the end of the day, it's their relationship, their story. Yeah. I don't want to tell it for them. Um, I know I can say for a fact my aunt embellished a lot of the story to the girls when they found out because they confronted her mom and she was like, well, we don't actually know if she's your dad's kid or if he's your dad's kid. We don't really know. Like, yes, she that is. girl is probably lying. And it's like, no, we all fucking knew. And she really downplayed it and made it seem like the parents were in the right and that family was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And it spun it and it made it so hard because it was so frustrating with my cousin. Sorry, I'm just Snapchatting really fast. Who's Adam. No, Adam just sent me Snapchats. Oh my God. We have their episode. He sent us Snapchats. Snapchats. We have to do a lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so me and you are really into manifesting. Manifesting. Wait, I want to feel like, I feel like I need to wrap that up. Okay, like right, wrap on that. Up. Hold on. That's deep. I've never spoken about this, what? like, publicly okay. before. <laughs> You're the first one. I've I've had yeah. very minor conversations with friends, and of course my boyfriend knows, because it's, like, crazy. Story. I don't I haven't even had a conversation with, Steve, with Adam about it, I don't think. Oh, my God. Because it's crazy, because I, it's hard, because for me, because I feel... A huge level of guilt for helping keep that secret for so many years. Yeah. I know it wasn't my fault because I was essentially manipulated into keeping that secret. Yeah. Their parents, what I remember what happened is their parents threatened them and said, if you tell the kids, we, you don't get to see them anymore. The younger siblings. The younger siblings. But at the same time, the two boys died. Yeah. I could have taught the girl. There's one boy twin. Yeah. Left. And I'm like. How amazing would it be to have an older brother to look up to? Right? All the kids have an older brother to look up to. The sibling who is so awesome, has accomplished so much, is a great, great parent to his own child. Like, they have the right to know. And I now, which I haven't thought of this in a long time, but at the same time, do I tell them? Because it's hard. Because at the end of the day, I think they're don't... young. They're not young anymore. They're high school, but I don't have the type of relationship I have with them. Listen, like I, do my I don't cousins. think you should ever lie about it ever again. That's my thing. If anyone ever asks me, I'm so honest. honest about it. However, I do think it's not your responsibility to tell them. Yeah. That's a hard thing. Yeah. So that was my family tea. Um, can I struggle with this to this day? Because if it was up to me, yeah, that's, I would that's do funny. anything in reverse time to change that situation. Teddy, we love you. Daddy's not your name. (laughs) Daddy, we love you. Yeah, I got that. Because you guys spilled it earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, Teddy. No, I love you, Teddy. Please let my family adopt you. I want you to be my brother. He actually is now. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa needs a man. Wait, should I show you a picture? Yeah, I doubt he's my type. He's not. He's very white. (laughs) But he asked me if I had any friends. How old is he? I think he's like 30. Okay, Teddy, don't hate me because I'm probably going to highball this and get it wrong. I think he's in like his early to mid 30s. That's right. I'm not I wrong. I could deal with that. I'm not wrong for his early to mid 30s. But I already know he's not going to be my type. What does he say to you, Teddy? Can you show like a cute picture of him? Wait, did he have a kid? Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> he's not a kid at all. <laughs> he also lives in Minnesota. Uh. Teddy, you look like an angel. Yeah, Just not a bit of a daddy. Angel. He only posts his daughter. Ah, oh, 
Like he's because he's a proud parent. Yeah, he's a great parent. He's proud to have a child. What happened? That to my baby? uncle. If you're listening, you weren't, and you don't fucking deserve we to have a would, relationship with an amazing child. Um, what to happened to the out. wife? That was mean. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the wife? This is going for a long time. We're another thing. We would have. Oh, it doesn't. We love Teddy. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you know my uh, family situation? No one told me about yours. Oh my god, I don't think I ever told you. Told you. You know my mom passed away. Okay, okay, so I was always curious because I've covered you a few times I've never told your mom. Yeah. And I was curious, but I didn't want Everyone to ask because that's rude. Yeah. No, she passed away when I was like two. So I oh, so have, you were little. I little. have no memory of her. What's that like? It's weird because people, like, it's hard to miss someone you don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I miss the idea of her, but I have no memory of her. So it's like I'm missing, like, a, like a myth, mythical. Mythological. Mythological. Mythological figure. Mythological. Like, I couldn't tell you one memory. I couldn't tell you, like, I know from video, like, what her voice sounds like, but I, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't have my own memories with her, which is sad. Like, that's what I miss. Mm-hmm. And I miss the idea of her, but it's weird because sometimes I'm not as sad as I feel like I should. And you feel guilt because and I you feel, feel like guilt, you more sad. But it's just, like, I simply that's just don't know. That's how I used to feel about the two cousins that passed yeah. away. Because they passed away when I was so young where the situation right, impacted so young. me. And at this age, now I think about it more and I get more emotional at this age right. about it because I'm right. like... Okay, that's really fucked up. Yeah. But, I, but I still don't feel like like I, I was really close yeah. to my dad's grand my dad's parents, mm-hmm. which were my grandparents, and my grandma passed away and like thinking of her because she was like my she was like my mom. Like she yeah. they lived like so close. I would go there all the time. Like thinking of her, I like can cry. But not like my mom. Does that make sense? Because she was like my so, mom. Because you but. didn't I don't know. It's hard when you don't. Yeah. But so I did. Young. I did have an evil step. So my dad remarried. Okay. That was my next question. Did you ever have like a stepmother yeah. figure that kind of gave you that? So I had an evil stepmom. Stepmom. I hate to say evil, but like she was evil. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my dad remarried when I was, so my mom passed away when I was two. Okay. Keep in mind, I have an older sister who is four years older than me. You have a sister? We've talked about this before. Yeah, she's right there. That's awesome. Do you not like seem right? <laughs> I don't know. I never. We're, I didn't look closely enough where I figured it was. We're here. very similar but very different. Does she live here? No, she lives in Manhattan. I meet her sometimes. Yeah, she's cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> we used to not like each other, but now we like each other. I think. Yeah, that's how it goes with sisters. I have <laughs> yeah. three of them. Yeah, our situations um, get complicated. Yeah, we so both anyway, been meeting um, each other. <laughs> so anyway, so I. So she passed away when I was two. My dad remarried when I was six mm. to this woman. And she, when she first came around, she was so sweet. She would always bring us, like, baked goods and, and gifts. And, and it was so cool. And, like, at that point, me and my sister were like, we have a mom. We're gay. We could fit in now. Like, yeah. we're cool. So we started calling her mom at a really young age. How just, old were you then? I was six. Six. My okay. sister was that 10. That is very young. That's yeah. an easy age to get attached. Right. It was just more like, oh, we have a, we have a mom. Like, everyone else now, no, That's exactly what happened to my friend who lives in Hampton. Yes. Her mom died when she was rid of cancer. Yeah. Cancer, her, yep. Yep. And then her dad remarried, and then the stepmom she had to this day, she calls mom. Yeah, but it, mine's mom. a little, like, different. Yeah, yours is sketchy, but, like, 
I don't know what I was doing. I wanted, I to, like, I did, wanted right? to, like, hold it, and then it felt weird, so I would push it away. <laughs> like, don't point at me. Okay. Yes. No, so, yeah. So, so, so she I didn't have a good experience, but no. it was, like, a similar age thing where she got yeah. the attachment very young. Right. So it was like, oh, we have a mom. Finally, we could, we could fit in. We're, yeah. like, like, normal, like so everybody else. So did she else. have kids of her own? No. So okay. they met in a widow's group. So her, oh I don't God. know if they ever got married or if they were engaged, really but her fiance slash maybe husband passed away before they even could have kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she was just so controlling and manipulative and like her mom had bipolar and I really think she had bipolar too, mm-hmm. but it was to the point where like we fought over everything. Like she... <clears throat> was such a clean freak for example like there was a crumb on the floor like she i was grounded all the time like if i did anything like under under her decision yes it, it, like my dad really like we I were not like close that's a hard thing with step parenting is yeah. like where your line but she is she was very like i'm in control these are my kids so she so eventually when we got I'm a little sure she felt more entitled because her mom i think she was like literally delusional yeah right. well, she thought she gone, had more power I think over she me felt probably almost a need to be like she you don't have a mom i gotta step in i gotta do this I well no she them. had more she thought she had more power over me than my sister because like i was like the baby you were younger not the baby but you, like you young. were easier to manipulate right for sure because i had no memory like whatever yeah. so anyway um she how old is your how old is your sister? four four years older so, so she was 10 when she came in. Gosh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so my sister has memories of So she was, I was going to say, so she was like six, yeah. what, six when she, yep. yeah, okay. So, um, so when we like started getting a little older, when we would fight all the time, we just like kind of like would always battle with her. My sister sat down with her and she was like, we don't really want to call your mom anymore. Like we, we prefer to call you her, her name. And I, I guess I could say her name, fuck it. Her name was Diane. So. <laughs> Wait, that's my mom's, my mom's real name. Is Diane, oh my God. but she goes by Corbin. Her full name is Diane Corbin Jackson Zeitz Tempest. Okay, we just give her a whole social security number. <laughs> I have that. Should I? <laughs> yeah. So, so her name. So we were like, we would feel. My sister really was the one that initiated the conversation. But we were like, we now that we're older and we really realize like the situation. Yeah. Like, we would okay. feel more comfortable just calling you Diane. Did not have it, but to the point where like. She so bought weird. herself a necklace that said number one mom. She would call or text us and like, we have your number. She would call, text me like, here, love mom. Uh, what are you doing? Love mom. Like just to just to be annoying and whatever, yeah, like leave a voicemail like, mom. hey, this is mom. Like, no, no, no. Or like we would write like cards or like for example like christmas gifts we would write like to diane from like alexa or whatever yeah she would cross it off and write mom like she this is the best part and i have a picture i can really show you she bought herself a world's best mom license plate cover and what first of all what mom period does that? Does that. Unless you're like a suburban soccer mom. Like what? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like but just like, you are a stepmom. If Lonely those children please. feel and like we just fought. They don't want to oh describe you as their mom. So... You have to be okay with that. It's a boundary that you and your sister right. were setting. It was, and she was not okay with it at all. No, she made me. So my best friend to this day is black. Yeah, have you met her? No, I haven't. I've seen your TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were friends forever. And yeah. my mom and Diane, my mom, see, it's still this hard. Diane and her mom were really good friends for like a good mm-hmm. year or two. And like literally out of nowhere, 
I don't want you hanging out with her anymore. Why not? She's a bad influence. I feel like you're getting a bad um, reputation hanging out with her. She would not let me hang out with her. And it was to the point where, like, if she was in our friend group, obviously, it was to the point where, like, if a bunch of us were out downtown or wherever we were and we needed a ride home, she wouldn't even, she would pick everybody up except her. And, like, she blamed it on, like, she blamed it on, like, she was just a bad influence on me. But, like, really, my one black friend, you're not going to do, you're not going to, like, what? It was so horrible. And, like, clearly didn't fucking. She was. (laughs) Right. And, like, clearly to this day, like, didn't fucking work. We're best friends to this day. Yeah. But, and I felt bad my dad would have to, like, hide from her. Because my dad was like, I'm not leaving a little girl stranded on the fucking street. Yeah. If I'm picking up all my daughter's friends, like, the fuck? Like, so he would, like, yeah. lie to her and, like, pick her up. So and, what like, would you, would you tell your dad when you had all these issues with her? Oh, my God, yeah. And we would fight so about, I, I, me and my dad were not close at all. I would say yeah. the nastiest, 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 nastiest things to my dad. And I feel really bad to this day. I just was so yeah. angry and so, like, I would tell him all the time, like, divorce her. Like, why the fuck are you with her? Like, I, I said really mean things. Like, really mean things. So what was kind of, like... He was so when he decided to leave her. He was really depressed. Like he ended up going on antidepressants, and sure. she actually, told, she actually told me she because I was just so angry with her and with my dad sitting back, not saying anything, not doing anything, yeah. yeah, and like just living, like letting that she be, yeah. Like, like he really was whipped by her, like really whipped by her. Like they lost. He didn't. We didn't even have like family friends. You know, how, like everyone has like family friends. Yeah, like, we hadn't like. They didn't have, they weren't friends with any other parents. Like, we were very isolated and, and whatnot. Our signs of abuse. And, um, anyway, so I remember one time she was like, and I would get just so angry and I would just scream the nastiest, meanest things to both of them, but also my dad. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day she was like, your dad is on antidepressants because of you. She said because of you? Yeah. She's like, you should watch what you say. And I was like. (gasps) Who? Right, I mean, child. right, and like, oh my god, you my your sis- children are a product of how you fucking raise them. My sister, your child's issues are like, she would make my sister feel so fat. My sister's not fat. She would yeah. literally be like, if I know, like, if a shirt is tight on me, like, it'll fit Jessica. Jess is my sister, and like to this day, my sister like literally has eating problems because of her. And I remember That's she would say, a good topic for a podcast. Yeah, my yeah. Yeah, and my dad, I remember, like, she would just make, like, stupid, like, comments like that. My dad would literally scream at her and be like, stop saying my daughter is fat. Yeah, like, she's fucking, up. first of all, she's not, period. Don't tell any girl they're fucking fat. No, but it just was, like, so happy bad. and, like. So, anyway, like, I think after, like, just, just, just a depressing, depression, depressing, mm-hmm. um, finally my sister is a psychology major, and she, like, sat down with him and was like, you're not happy like this is signs of abuse like you're in an emotional abusive relationship like it's very controlling you need to leave funny enough i was the one that was against it really because selfishly my sister was paid through college so you wanted stacy to get your college yes and no i also was like i don't believe in divorce like when i marry someone that's how I am. I don't, I don't I believe say in divorce. I don't believe in and divorce, I hate, but if I, I get married, I'm never getting fucking married. Yeah, yeah. Unless yes. they're shitty awful. For sure. Unless they're like know. really like cheating awesome. on me all the time. Like, absolutely. Like, I, when I marry someone, like, that's why we're you clean up when you get an infidelity clause put in. If you don't want to, <laughs> no, you want to prenup because 
I'm gonna make more money. Well, potentially, but uh, no, but you uh, want to be able to play an infidelity clause. So if they cheat on you, then you get everything. That's hot. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, but my point is, I don't believe, no one in my family has a divorce. Like, it just doesn't, no one, that's not a thing. I was going to say, I guess no one in my family has ever really been divorced either, besides Teddy. Teddy. But Teddy got divorced because of his trauma from his his father put on him, so. But, but yeah, so, so, I'm just, I'm I'm a lover. We're lover girls. Like, I, and not even that, like, I, I don't want my dad to be alone. I don't want her, as much as I fucking hated her, I don't want her to be alone either. Like, I. As, as horrible Even as it if was. you had a poor relationship, it was just still a person that you experienced every single day of your life with. For sure. So and you I had to care for. Right. So at the end of the day, yeah. I was kind of against the divorce, actually. But in hindsight, it was the best decision ever. We got so my dad a dog. He's happy as could be now. We have a great relationship now. Like, I literally tell him everything. Um, so when... What was the timeline of that? Like, when did he get divorced? So they got married when I was six. <clears throat> I got divorced when I was 16. Okay. And she didn't pay for any of my college, like I figured. And, and, um, but you're still educated and you're thriving, baby. And, um, <laughs> and, but the thing is, she wanted to still be in my life and still, like, yeah. have all these decisions. And I remember I texted her, like, a nasty ass message. I'm like, you want to pretend to play mom when it's convenient for you, but when it comes to paying for shit, oh my God, I sent her a na- nasty text. And I was like, but when it comes to paying for fucking shit, you, oh, now you don't want to be a mom. Now you don't want to have these. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 don't bullshit with me. This, I don't want to ever speak to you again. You're a piece of fucking shit. Good. And I, to this day, I don't. Was that the last kind of contact you ever had with me? Um, one of them, we had gone out to dinner or like lunch once, and she had a big fake ass engagement ring on. Didn't even ask, like she purposely wore like a bougie so ass. That's like me. I have this ring. It's a self love ring, but when I travel, you put on the other hand. On the finger, so don't fucking bother me if I'm out. Right. But it was like, just we're so... out drinking, and I put on that finger so guys don't come up to me. It was so it's dramatic convenient. and bougie. Like she wanted me to ask, and I yeah. specifically didn't ask because I knew that's what she wanted. And then that dinner was like, all right, it wasn't anything special. And then. Um, we didn't talk for a while because then I sent that nasty message. And then one day I was drunk in co- This is our last point of contact. I think I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I was talking to my friends and, and, and my friends at college. And I was like, I kind of feel bad. Like, I, she was in my life for a while. Like, at that time, I did yeah, need a, a female figure. Um, but I just, I, I literally, like, she could be dead for all I know. Like, I literally don't speak to her. I don't know where she is. I know nothing. I don't even think she knows where I go to college. And so I got drunk one night and I texted her. Hi, thinking of you. I hope all is well. You know what she answered? What? This is our last message ever. What she she goes, all is well, period. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> that was literally it. And I was like, bet. And then, bitch. Um, and that was freshman year. So that was at least what, when we were freshmen? Five, six years ago? Five, four? Okay, well, I turned 25 years ago. So, 20, whatever, so 2018. Like, it was like seven years ago. It was like seven years ago. <laughs> and and up until a year ago, me and my sister still stopped. She, you could look her up on Google and find out where she lives. And up until a year ago, she still had the world's best mom license plate on her car. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And now me and my so, dad have, I love my dad, we're like, fine. That's the thing, yeah. see, once the people who aren't meant to be on, in your life leave, your other relationships go. And he's so much happier now, oh my god, like, mm-hmm. he's like, no, yeah. 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 I think my, my cousin became a lot happier once he, like, acknowledged that this relationship was going to happen, and yeah. he's 
spoke to him about my relationship and Jordan Hill introduced the child and it's like he's dying and yeah. chapter. Yeah. Fucked up. Family trauma, man. Anyway, we're gonna be the bestest mom, bestest wife. We're gonna be sister wives. We better be like drunk. Not sister wives. You're not babies at the same time. I want a baby like now. Well, my vagina wants to wait a few years. Well, I need a man maybe first. I don't know. I also have a big fat IUD shoved very high in my cervix that is not going to get pregnant for As much as I say, I want to have a baby. You want to be married first. Because, like, I'm very good with my birth control. Like, I've never had a pregnancy scare. Neither have I. Never. Why? Never. Or an STD. <laughs> really, I'm the only one. Never had an STD. Never. Never. Not once. Not once. Recall. I'm always. I've always been careful my whole life. What does that mean, careful? Like always a condom on. Careful. Well, not with my current partner because we're obviously. together and exclusive. But like if I'm an exclusive general. relationship, okay, and not a obviously, partner, obviously, but like. But I feel like condoms are just like. Really I'm mean to boys. What do you say? Are you gonna put that on? Or are you gonna be like, no? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. If they're not gonna wear a condom, then like, what is your? I think like, I've used a condom with. Well, we're gonna change that. Whatever the number is, we're gonna fucking change that. I never. And three people. I've never had an STD. Life. I've never had an STD, and I oh never. Oh my god, I've well. used a condom with three people my entire life. <laughs> we're gonna change that. We're gonna change I, that. I just feel like they never I'm have so them. I feel like they're so just not even it anymore. Oh, I said I'm single. That's another subject. Okay. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I love you. I love you more. And now we're going to go do some love spells. Yes. So never piss us off because we are witches. Bye. (laughs) Around my finger.